0: From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. In an informal poll of the entire House staff of the Department of Medicine, not a single physician recognized the name Irvine Page or Eduardo Braun Menendez. Today, we're going to hear about the medical contributions of these two physician scientists from Dr. Harold Smolian. He's a cardiologist and historian at Upstate. Welcome back to HealthLink on Air, Dr. Smolian. Thank you. Now, you decided to delve into the history of the discovery of angiotensin after realizing that new doctors today were not familiar with the names of the men who discovered this compound, right? That's correct. So tell me about how you uh, did your research, because you this led to a paper that was published um, in the American Journal of Medical Sciences, but how did you begin your
1: research? Well, we got interested in this because... Um... These developments and the importance of this substance, angiotensin, and the drugs that are derived from it, uh, are of great importance. And they all developed during my early career. And so the names of the people who discovered these substances were well known to me. Um, And and I was a great admirer, of course, of the people who discovered it. But the physicians today who write millions of prescriptions uh, that are involved with these substances have no idea where they came from. That always seemed to be, to me, to be a shame, and that they uh, they should remember the people who discovered them as well as I did. So,
0: our listeners who aren't medical doctors um, mm-hmm. or nurses might not know what angiotensin is. What what is it?
1: Well, it turns out that this is a very important substance that uh, is normally present in the body. It helps control the circulation. It regulates the circulation. Keeps the blood pressure under normal uh, levels under a variety of circumstances and. C- Controls the blood volume. So it's an extremely important uh, discovery, and, and its manipulations about it that resulted in a lot of drugs to be formed to regulate it, move it up and down, uh, have become very important and, and are very commonly used in medicine today.
0: So ACE inhibitors, people might have heard of that, right? That's what.
1: That's uh, right. Uh, an ACE inhibitor blocks some of the effects of angiotensin. And in that way, it can lower the blood pressure in the millions of people who have high blood pressure.
0: And so there might be people, what, what are some of the names of ACE inhibitors that people might recognize that they're taking these medicines?
1: Well, the, the drug companies give them um, names that are easy to remember, but the generic terms all end in the letters IL. And so one of the first drugs that was developed that's an ACE inhibitor is Captopril. And then there are a number of others, Lisinopril and Okay. So
0: on. And people take them for management of blood pressure or heart failure? Heart um, failure,
1: heart attacks, uh, some forms so, of kidney disease. So they're very important drugs and used extensively.
0: So when you got uh, interested in looking into this <clears throat> discovery, do, do you work in a library? Do you work on a computer? How do you start looking into this? Well,
1: I'm not a professional historian. I'm, I'm uh, an amateur Uh, And so I don't do uh, primary sources where you'd have to go to the actual documents themselves uh, in in rare places to find them. Um, I go and investigate others who have looked into these things on primary sources, and I use their information and collect that and make a story out of it.
0: Okay. So tell us about the, Irvine Page and Eduardo Braun Menendez um, were both scientists in different countries. Irvine Page was American and Eduardo Braun Menendez was Argentinian?
1: He, he was originally Chilean, but he worked most of his life in Argentina.
0: All right. So, and, and we're talking about the 1930s? It was time indeed, period. yes.
1: So, uh, Page um, discovered this substance uh, while working in the Eli Lilly research laboratories in Indianapolis. Uh, And at almost exactly the same time, Braun Menendez um, made a similar discovery, but using different techniques, uh, discovered the same substance while working in Buenos Aires in in Argentina.
0: So they just happened to be sort of working in the same field of interest.
1: They were working in the same field of interest. I think they were unaware of each other's work until a lot later when both of them published their results at almost exactly the same time. Wow, interesting. It's a very coincidence of, uh, of, of two important uh, people who made the same discovery using two different methods at the same time.
0: So did, how, did they, they, how did they learn about each other? Was it after they published papers? Or?
1: Yes, uh, the, uh, uh, Irvine Page published, of course, in the American literature, uh, several papers, and Braun Menendez in the, uh, in the Latin American literature, and having read one another's work, and uh, as gradually the substance became recognized as a very important uh, substance and they 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 uh, realized that each of them had discovered the same thing
0: now and we're talking about the 1930s long before uh, the internet was available so was it um coincidence that they stumbled over one another's work um how did how did doctors learn of what was happening in the world during those times.
1: I think it must have been uh, entirely just through reading the literature and one another's papers and having their colleagues uh, do the same and report to them and so on. I I don't know of any actual uh, information about how they learned of each other's discovery, but it was relatively easy to do by following the literature.
0: So they were looking into the role of the kidney in blood pressure regulation. That's right. What made us think, or them think, that the kidney played any role in blood pressure regulation? Well, that had
1: been known, actually, for many years, some 40 years before uh, a substance had been discovered that was uh, present in the the kidney, especially if it was short on blood supply, that would raise the blood pressure in other animals. So the kidney was known for many, many years to be involved in some way in, in blood pressure regulation.
0: So they were trying to figure out what it was.
1: They were trying to find the, the substance that, that the kidney produced that, that would raise the blood pressure in other in other animals.
0: You're listening to Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Dr. Harold Smollian. He's a cardiologist and amateur historian here at Upstate, and he's published a paper on the birth of angiotensin. Um, it's called An International Compromise, and it was in the American Journal of the Medical Sciences. Now, your title says, An International Compromise, and that relates to the name itself, right?
1: That's right. The uh, The interesting part of the story is that Page, <clears throat> realizing that he had discovered a new substance, had to give it a name, and he called it angiotonin.
0: Angiotonin, Angiotonin.
1: Okay. Uh, on the other hand, Braun Menendez in Argentina also realized he had discovered an important substance and had to name it Unaware that Page had already, or at the same time, named his substance, Uh, Braun Menendez called it hypertensin. And uh, for a long time, as the literature developed, some people who wrote about this substance would call it one thing, and some people would call it the other. So there was a certain amount of confusion in the years that followed uh, about what to call this substance as it gradually became more and more important.
0: And in the different languages, too, right?
1: Uh, well, much of the uh, yes, of course, the uh, uh, some of the literature from Argentina was written in Spanish, and incidentally, my co-author on this paper is Dr. Dan Villarreal, and also in the cardiology division here at Upstate, uh, is fluent in Spanish, and he reviewed the Spanish literature for uh, for our work on this paper.
0: It's still pretty amazing how they overlapped and how they came to learn of one another.
1: Well, uh, they. After the, uh, after the argument was settled, uh, they both agreed that, uh, uh, that it was a good thing to have it settled, but one gets the sense from reading the literature that there was a fair amount of competition uh, about this between 1940 and in the 17 years that followed uh, when one group called it one thing and the other group called it the other.
0: Do you think the two men themselves were uh, protective of their, the names?
1: I think they were at the time. Having buried the hatchet in 1957, and and uh, they decided that they would use the the portion of the word angio from Page in America, and and tensin from uh, the portion of the word from Argentina. They, they made a, a hybrid word and called it angiotensin. Um, and at that point, each of them gave up uh, their their uh, claims at priority, and it was a it was an amicable. Um, uh, solution to the to the problem. Now,
0: how did they end up burying the hatchet? Did they see each other at a scientific conference, or did they?
1: They did. Th- there was a uh, there was a conference held in Ann Arbor, Michigan, at the University of Michigan, <clears throat> in in uh, in celebration of the recognition of the kidney as a as a as a uh, source of hypertension in in experimental hypertension, and the two of them were there at this meeting. Uh, and story is that they settled this, uh, this dispute about what to call the substance over two martinis, which seems about <laughs> as good a way to settle a dispute as any. It worked. Yes.
0: Now, let me ask you, did either of them go on to work on developing the ACE inhibitors or medications that would work on angiotensin?
1: Well, Page surely did. He left uh, Indianapolis after having discovered angiotensin and moved on to the Cleveland Clinic, where he was their director of research and stayed there for the rest of his career. And most of his uh, work is associated with his uh, time at the Cleveland Clinic. Okay. Uh, and he was very much involved with follow-up of uh, angiotensin, having uh, helped describe uh, its chemical makeup and, uh, and uh, being very active in, in the um, development of uh, drugs to modify its effect. On the other hand... Uh, uh, Braun Menendez got involved with the government takeover uh, of, of a, a military sort of dictatorship. And he left the university for a number of years uh, when university academic freedom was impaired. So he, he left rather, his,
0: than, rather than stay? and
1: Rather than stay. And he and his uh, colleagues started a, a small non-governmental, their own research institute in a private house with limited funds, and it's very interesting how they uh, managed to do their research in the outside of the university in this home. The, um, the um, dining room became the library and all of the bedrooms individual laboratories and the uh, the animal quarters were in the garage, and um, they managed to uh, continue their research until uh, the university was freed of bureaucratic inter- interference. Uh, a number of years later and then at that point he was made chief of the uh, division of uh, research in this area at the university again where he moved back
0: the, were they in a house because they had to keep it secret or because that's no, all they it had was,
1: uh, because all they could afford that's
0: all okay wow the uh,
1: the, the unfortunate part of uh, bron menendez was he was becoming more and more famous for his work and his uh, group's efforts in research um and then and the uh, Event of his 56th birthday, his family arranged for a party to be held at a uh, seaside resort uh, in in Argentina. And he flew there to be with the family, and the plane never made the landing and went into the ocean. And he died along with the rest of the passengers as a result of that plane crash.
0: On his birthday. On
1: his birthday. So he died Mm -hmm. at exactly 56 years of age. On the other hand, Page lived a very long life dying at the age of 90 uh, and being active almost to the very end. Uh,
0: what age range were they when they discovered angiotensin? Were they I'm in their 20, sure 20s, 20s
1: or 30s? I, I would guess they were in their 30s.
0: Okay, so much younger. Well, today, um, fast-forwarding... Um, not quite a century but what else is there to be learned about the kidneys role or is there anything else to be learned about the kidneys role in blood pressure management
1: oh sure there's lots to be learned but um, the uh, the results of these two men and their discovery have led to the control of high blood pressure in millions and millions of people Uh, and so um, uh, their effects today are are, are enormous Uh, and and i i've feel that the, uh, the young physicians today should not forget uh, the people who first discovered this, these substances.
0: Well, it's a little bit inspiring, if you're a scientist, to look back at how this was done.
1: Well, I think you, uh, we always talk about standing on one another's shoulders, and this is a very good example of that.
0: Oh. Well, thanks for looking into this, and thanks for sharing it with our listeners. My guest has been cardiologist and historian Dr. Harold Smolian. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.